All right, Marcy has been holding on in San Diego through the break, and uh, Marcy, we're talking about the uh, the death of Suzanne Summers a couple months ago from uh, well a, a long, long, courageous battle with uh, with breast cancer. Um, take it away. She put out a whole series of books on health and all these things that you could do for yourself, and they were pretty expensive, a lot of it, and high tech. And she said, uh, 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 my nutrients and estrogen, all these things I take are uh, measured to my blood. They're all special for my blood. And so uh, I, I got down my book that she wrote, and I turned to the breast cancer part, and it said, I did a long time ago. I used to have breast cancer, but the doctors told me, not to take any more estrogen. Uh, uh, They didn't want me to, but I ignored that because I know better. Young girls are full of estrogen, and it's not going to hurt an older woman. See, I know a lot about this because I lost my ovaries when I haven't had any female organs since I was 30 due to tumors. So they put me on an estrogen shot once a month, and at 65, they said, oh, no, no more shots. We're finding out that that brings on breast cancer in older women. So, so she ignored that, and, uh, uh, but I was just flabbergasted because she had so much knowledge. Oh, my God, she was like a doctor. And, uh, and then to ignore a basic thing like that to do what the doctor says. And, you know, Farrah Fawcett, they told her she, she would have to take chemo for this cancer of the rectum, and she said, oh, no. That'd make my hair fall out. No, no, no. So then it got worse. So then she had cancer of the colon. They wanted her to have to wear a bag on the outside of the body where you're... uh, Yeah, yeah. And she said, no, 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 that is gross. You wouldn't let them do that. So then she died. And then uh, Lisa Marie, she had the gastric bypass to lose weight. They told her, when you get home... Do not take any drugs except for what we provide for your recovery on your stomach. And she went straight home and did her recreational drugs, and she died right away. And it's just such a basic thing just to, just to do what the doctor says. And then about the Bible prediction, I asked my lady friend, I said, people are always saying that these Bible predictions have come true. But I said, I don't study the Bible like you do, and I'd be interested for you to tell me in plain English, not old-timey stuff, uh, what are some of these predictions that came true? She said, well, one of them would be that homosexual will be a common thing, uh, no prejudice and completely accepted, and, um, and that in the end times, evil will rule. So... Uh, I finished watching a a whole hour program about gay people. In the 1950s, if two men were walking down the street holding hands, they could be arrested. And if they went to a gay bar, a van would pull up and the cops would come out. They'd all be put on the paddy wagon and they'd all be locked up. And then one of the predictions was in the end times, evil will rule. Well, it's ruling in Russia, apparently. And it, uh, and look what's just been done to Israel. And in my opinion, it's it's ruling here because does it make any sense to take out our big oil pipes when before 
We had excess oil. We were selling to other countries, making money. And now we have to beg these other countries to sell us theirs, and they've got us over a barrel. They can charge anything they want. Right. Okay. I appreciate the call, Marcy. Um, I mean, we're kind of going off madly in all directions, which is fine, but I do want to get to some other callers, but thank you. Um, I guess to sum up, yeah, follow the doctor's orders. Well, you know, there is such a thing as informed consent and people are allowed to make their own choices and we have to respect those choices. Suzanne Summers did fight cancer for an awfully long time. She was doing something right, I, I would suspect, um, because basically she was written off a number of times from what I understand and she came back. So uh, let's say hi next to um, Michael is in Sedona, Arizona. Michael, welcome to Coast. Hello. Aloha. Hi there. Hi. Aloha. I can. Good, good to hear. Uh, this is my first time on. And I'm pretty amazed to be here. I'm happy. Uh, I'm well, a, we're glad to I'm have you. I'm a veteran. Uh, I have an interesting story to share with the world. Uh, All right. I, I guess I could start with uh, uh, my declared witness testimony, too, on this. Well, uh, I served in the Navy uh, as a hospital corpsman, uh, and then uh, I was transferred to the Marine Corps 8404. Uh, uh, when I was in uh, medical school, I, uh, I was ordered to spit in a tube for a DNA test. And uh, when I, I was active duty working in the hospital, so uh, I really didn't have time to focus too much on time, on it. But when I saw it, I just kind of crumpled them up. It was just like, you know, that, like it was a bad test or someone else's DNA. And I kind of just, like, forgot about it. But then when I got off active duty and in the reserves, then out of the reserves, uh, you know, I decided to take a 23andMe test. And uh, when I did this, uh, it shocked the family. Uh, uh, my results were the same as the Navy. And uh, and uh, it starts out, like, uh, 4% uh, Neanderthal. And uh, I'm, that's the highest in the world. And uh, there's other people that are 4% Neanderthal. And uh, out of uh, like 900 variants of Neanderthal, uh, I'm uh, 310 variants. Uh, and then uh, I'm 22% Jewish, mm-hmm. uh, which stunned the, my family, my mom, through my mom's mom. Uh, they thought they were Portuguese that, through the, from the Azores Islands. And uh, and there's a synagogue on the Azores Islands. So uh, it's possible like three different centuries you know, uh, you know the, the the Jewish people are escaping. You know, Europe through Portugal. But uh, but then the most interesting part is uh, I got a case number from Twenty Three and Me, uh, number three one one six five eight five. But uh, my undetermined non-human DNA. Uh, Say what? Are, uh, hang on, yeah, hang on. Non-human DNA. Yeah, yeah, they you know, like uh, like the DNA tests when they first came out. They said you know this junk DNA, and it's the usually the smallest amount. Like over the past like five years, I've been reaching out, putting my DNA out there, and uh, uh, getting people's interest. And so I get people to tell me what their DNA is. And uh, uh, the one like normal humans are like one to two percent. You know, you know, all the way down to like point zero 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 one percent of this non-human undetermined DNA and uh and uh I found others uh up to nineteen percent of this undetermined non human DNA and uh, uh I sent my information, all my DNA data to uh Oxford uh professor Doctor 
Young Hei Chi, and to uh, Brian Forster, handles DNA, like in the practice skulls and Inca. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with Brian's work. So, what are you yeah, saying, yeah. Michael? You've you've got what are you suggesting? You're you're part alien. Yeah, well, I I got seventy four percent. Seventy four percent alien. Yeah, that, yeah, that's super high. Like uh, I found others with nineteen percent. Uh, mm. Everything's on my Facebook and all my social media platforms. Like uh, Facebook's Aloha Sedona. All right. Well, people can yeah. check that out and and uh, decide for themselves. Michael is seventy four percent alien. All right. Uh, let's say hi to um, do, 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 do. Um, uh, Sue is in North Carolina. Hey, Sue, welcome. Hi, Richard. How you doing? I'm well, thank you, Sue. How are you? One of my you? favorites. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. I had a question for you. Okay. Um, you haven't spoken about your son's ducks lately. I was wondering, how are the ducks doing? <laughs> They're doing great. They are they are big, big ducks. They're Pekin ducks, oh. uh, which are um, well. They're I primarily, mean, I guess, raised for food. But uh, they're they're wonderful pets, and uh, they're out in the backyard now. My son built an enclosure out there for them, and we have a chicken coop sort of inside the enclosure to keep the. Uh, we have a lot of. We've got coyotes around. We've got foxes. We've got raccoons. So. Um, they wander around the backyard, uh, while my son is at school and then he, he comes and, um, you know, feeds them after school and puts them back in their pen before sundown. That's when the predators come out. But, uh, they're, uh, they are very entertaining. I tell you, um, they're, uh, they're just clowns. They're just, um, they're amazing creatures. I mean, you know, chickens will give you eggs and, and so forth. And I wouldn't mind owning chickens at some, at some point. But they're just not to me. They're not nearly as uh, as interesting as ducks. They're just so comical, and I tell you, it warms my heart to see uh, my son go out there in the backyard and they just run to him uh, because they imprinted on him. And when the weather was a little warmer and a little drier, he would uh, get down on the grass, lie down on the grass, and they would climb up on him and fall asleep on his on his chest. And I just. I just, it just warms my heart to see that. He's so happy to be around those ducks. Best, best decision we ever made. Uh, thank you, Sue. That's the update on, uh, on the ducks. Uh, let's see. John is in Newfoundland on the international line. John, welcome to Coast. Good morning. Oh, hi, Richard. Thank you. Uh, it's great to talk to you. And you uh, by the way, you have a great uh, radio voice. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Okay, um, so what I want to talk to you, um, I just started on a light note there, because what I, what I want to talk to you about is extremely serious, extremely serious, extremely heavy, so that's the other side of the coin. Um, for a couple of years now, I've been contacting uh, various North American law enforcement uh, and uh, mainstream news media regarding what I suspect are some uh, serious hacks and crashes of various vehicles being done by someone who I know very well. And when I say vehicles, I mean aircraft and surface vehicles, uh, including cars, buses, and trains. And based on what I know of this person, he's a numerology enthusiast. And um, based on the the crashes that I suspect he's responsible for, which is at least over a dozen in the last few years, the the latest one, I believe, was the Niagara Falls uh, car crash and explosion of November 22nd, so a few days ago now. 
Um, again, there are numbers pointing to him, uh, circumstantial uh, evidence. Uh, for example, um, he will often use numbers that he knows that I know he considers significant, either his birthday or my birthday, um, or numbers like that. And uh, with that one, the, the same thing comes up again. Um, and um, I'm not just pulling these, pulling, pulling these numbers out of the air. For example, like the number 12 is significant because I was born on the 12th of a particular month. And the 12th came up again for that crash um, of a few days ago because uh, the, in the middle of 11.22 is a 12, and then also it happened at 11.20 a.m., which is a 12 right in the middle of that time. And I'm not just pulling these out of the air because I have examples from months ago that I posted on, uh, on some of my YouTube videos showing these same numbers coming up in previous previous crashes. And um, so just before, I, I, I want to put that out so people can confirm that for themselves. Um, uh, if I have a non-profit series of videos, if they go to YouTube and they enter in the search bar, I suspect my IT pro bro. IT is capital I, capital T. Everything else can be lowercase. So I'll say it again. I suspect my IT pro bro, especially part one, part two, and part 34. Okay. 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 Let me just back up here for a second because, I mean, the idea of uh, hacking into a car, that is a concern, particularly now that, um, I mean, all the, the, the computer chips and the components, it's all, they're all computers now in cars. But the thing with this particular uh, car crash at the Rainbow Bridge, this was, from what I understand, uh, an older vehicle. It was a Bentley. Now, I, I don't know how old, but I, was, I read, I think, somewhere that it was an older vehicle. Um, the other, so I don't know to, to what extent you can hack, you know, an older vehicle. The second thing is apparently the, um, the couple involved in this crash, the married couple, 53 years old, years old, they had been complaining to a friend for about a week about a, a sticky gas pedal. Um, so, you know, I don't, I don't know what to tell you other than I, I, I uh, the most prosaic explanation is in this case, probably the most likely. Um, anyway, thank you so much for the call. Let's see. Do we have time for another one before the break? I think so. Yeah. We're going to say hi to, um, Kathy is in Eugene, Oregon. Kathy, welcome to coast. Yeah. Uh, AI could help us organize a new stock market. I'm talking about S T A L K which is the leftover stocks of industrial hemp for fireproof housing. It's also mold-proof, and it's um, rodent and termite-proof. And all you do is mix up the herds of hemp with lime and water. Um, We could take worldwide surveys of those wanting to transition to the hemp trades and hook up with the new hemp blocks uh, that are being made in Vancouver, Washington, by Earth Merchant and Just Biofiber in Canada. And Kentucky is making the hemp wood. Uh, Idaho is making the hemp insulation. So within minutes, AI could use the bioregional names of networks, listing uh, possible workers and funding sources. Now, I started the Community Skills Bank in Southern Oregon back in 75, and it lasted eight and a half years. But it started 12 other organizations and helped kickstart the whole Southern Oregon back-to-the-land counterculture movement. But this fireproof housing can last for centuries, and they've been building for 35 years and 35 nations industrial hemp, like hemp tree, but now we have the hemp blocks. 
Well, the United States Hemp Building Association, org has a list of hemp houses in the United States, and they donated 400 professional hours to get it legalized in September 2022. And Jean Lotus, just like the flower on Facebook, she published the second international directory of 400 hemp products, many in the United States. And Steve Allen has the 50 international case studies, including a hospital in Africa and a 13,000-foot elevation Tibetan shrine and a multi-story building in Italy that withstood the earthquake last uh, mm. decade. Okay, industrial hemp. I get it. Yeah, you got your spiel in for industrial hemp. Listen, I'm a big fan uh, of industrial hemp. Um, you know, we could be making clothing and paper and all of those things. Uh, now, my understanding up here in Canada, industrial hemp, uh, I think you, you, have to, you still have to have a special license. They're still hung up on, oh, it looks too much like marijuana. Um, anyway, um, yeah, definitely a fan of uh, industrial hemp. All right, taking us into the break, Cindy Lauper, and all through the night, back to more of your calls right after this timeout on Coast to Coast AM. All right, we are into the home stretch. Open lines uh, on the wild card line. Anthony's in Denver, Colorado. Good morning, Anthony. Welcome to Coast. Hey, Richard. How you doing today? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Good, good. Okay, so I found a treasure. I was looking online. I was talking to the G, uh, the chat bot, you know, the the AI. Yes. It's kind of like a two-part thing I'm just trying to talk to you about. I was talking to it and getting into this, that, and the other thing. and I was asking it, hey, you know, what's a good dessert? And uh, it, like, astonished me. I found the treasure. He told me to look up this website, and they have all these desserts on there. It's called www.rockymountainfreezedry.com. <laughs> okay. It's like a space-age type deal. It's like, I don't know how they do it. They, they put it in this machine, and they blow up this candy. It's like crazy. Have you heard of this before? I have not. I'm not a. Uh, I'm not a, a, a connoisseur of of candy. Now, if we're talking ice cream, then um, you know we'd have something to talk about. <laughs> but uh, no, not so. You uh, you discovered a uh, a website uh, about candy using a chatbot. All right, you sort of combined two topics in one. Thank you for that, Anthony. Uh, let's see. Um, Bob is in Los Angeles. Bob, welcome. Good morning. Thank you, Richard. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. Yeah, my uh, subject is about mind control and how we're no match for it. I'm speaking specifically of the media, how they manipulate us. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, you see a lot of these shows with uh, SWAT teams or FBI types with guns and people in the military. People don't think that the U.S. military is writing these shows for television and that they literally are recruiting uh, with these shows to get people to join their services. People don't like to think that their military is is uh, commandeering their media in this way, but they are. Well, there's a long history of the military's involvement in Hollywood. Yes, we know that. All right. I guess that's the point he wanted to make. Thank you for that, Bob. Let's say hi to... Uh, Mike is in Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin. He wants to talk JFK. Hey, Mike, welcome. Hi, Richard. Um, I want to point out that uh, 
the three major players in the assassination of President Kennedy all made incriminating remarks, which is something nobody in the major mass media reports every November 22nd, um, referring to Lyndon Johnson, Carlos Marcello, and Santos Traficante. You know, do we want to know what they said? Sure. All right. Excuse me. This is all but documented. Uh, Johnson, the night before Kennedy was killed, told his mistress, quote, you won't have to worry about that goddamn Kennedy after tomorrow. Yeah, that's a well-known one that Madeleine Duncan Brown supposedly said that. That is based on her her claim. Uh, You know, we've heard that many, many times. Um, Whether he said it or not, we don't know. Some, yeah. Yep, Carlos, Um, what did he say? He admitted to killing him, and he said, quote, my only regret was I didn't do it myself. If you do your your research, you'll find that. Yeah, I think I've come across that before. Well, yeah, he may have been involved, I suppose. Yeah. May have? Are you kidding? He was the one who was kidnapped and deported because of Bobby, who had him dumped in a jungle in Guatemala. Did you know that? Well, I'm I'm familiar with the 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 organized crime theory. Um, I had James D. Eugenio on the other night. He kind of discounts that. Um, you know, depending on who you talk to, it's a possibility. I'm saying. I mean, maybe he was the guy on the the Dell Tech building. Who knows? Okay, and there's uh, Trafficanti. Go ahead. Trafficanti said um, we should have gone after Bobby instead of Gianni. I mean, yeah, I think I mentioned that. actually. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I think um, I mentioned that uh, in the opening of the show when I was talking about it was uh, four days before Kennedy was in Dallas. He was in Tampa Bay. Traficanti was from Tampa. Um, I think I may have even mentioned that quote. I'm not sure. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, there's two schools. One one who believed that that, uh, you know, the CIA used uh, organized crime. They were involved. Uh, And but if you if you speak to James D. Eugenio. Um, you know, he doesn't, for whatever reason, he doesn't, he doesn't, um, believe that the, uh, that organized crime had a significant role or any role really in the assassination, but who knows, but thank you for that, Bob. Uh, or I'm sorry, Mike, that was Mike in, uh, Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin. All right. Speaking of JFK, Mark is in, uh, Dallas, Texas. Mark, good morning. Welcome to coast. Oh, we lost Mark. That's too bad. Uh, James in Newport News, Virginia. James, welcome. Hi there. Thank you. Um, I've called George a few times about my book. Is it okay if I say the name? He always lets me say the name of the book on the air. Is that okay? Sure. Go ahead. It's called Blessed with an Angel and a Rainbow, and it tells you to build your armor in God because that's what we're all going to need. That's what Ephesians 6 says uh, in these times we're going to need to build up our righteous or all our armor uh, the, the, for, uh, of God and uh, to protect ourselves because this is uh, biblical stuff we're going through. This is spiritual stuff we're going through, not just man. You know, this is just, and and, and in the book, it's uh, updated. It, uh, we recently had the eclipse uh, through America, August 21, 2017. That mm-hmm. went only through the United States and the weather continent. And it only happened once before like that was 1776. Usually that means judgment. Uh, an eclipse from the Lord like that. And on, and just about a month later, in two days, Revelation 12 came true. Revelation 12 is a celestial event, the woman, the child, and the dragon. It says, now look to the heavens. And it starts out about the woman, the child, and the dragon. So I don't know if you've, uh, you've seen that on – you can go to YouTube, and you can see all the um, 
they have the soft. Hang on, hang on. What? What is? What, when you say the woman, the child, and the dragon, what are you talking about? What is? What is it? Yeah, Revelation twelve is um, has come true on September twenty third, two thousand seventeen. It starts out now. A, now a great sign appeared in heaven: a woman clothed with the with the sun, with the moon at her feet, and the, and her head a garland of twelve stars. Uh, on her head a garland of twelve stars. Then, being with child, she cried out in labor and in pain to give birth. Now, what what do, what that is is uh, celestial event. It's science. It's not uh, it's not astrology. It's astronomy. And anybody that has the software can see that on the internet. They show there's tons of it on the internet uh, on YouTube showing you the 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 woman is Virgo. The uh, garland of twelve stars is nine stars and three planets over her head. The, the sun is at her shoulder, just to, she's closed with the sun, so it's right above her shoulder, and the moon's at her feet, and the dragon is the, uh, there's a snake dragon right under her feet, uh, and Jupiter goes into her lower abdomen uh, womb area for approximately nine and a half months, right around the normal time of a birth, and when it comes out, um, that's, uh, that's symbolic of Jesus' birth, uh, apparently with, uh, with the planet Jupiter, so that that is where it says that uh, there was a great war in heaven in that part, and 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 one third of the stars were thrown down to the earth with Satan because they were his followers, tried to overtake heaven, and the stars are angels, you know, so they were his angels. But my understanding is from all the ministers they were talked to on and on the internet, they could they say they're disembodied demons, but whatever they are, they followed they follow Satan, and that happened September 23rd. 2017, and how many is that, we wonder? Well, if you go to Revelation 5, John saw around the throne room over 100 million angels up there. So so if you got 10,000 10, times 10,000 angels he saw up there and thousands of thousands. So if you had over 100 million, about 33 million angels, if it was not, might not have been the same pool of angels, could have been more or less, you know, than right. what was in Revelation 5. But if it was 33, 33 million angels descending that are followers of Satan, along with Satan coming down, and it says right in Revelation 12, it warns us, Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. So he has a short time. Now, whether that's the rapture or that's when Jesus comes back and actually comes back to second coming for Armageddon. But, but regardless, uh, that's happened, and that's a factual thing. And, 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 and they don't tell you that. The, you know, nobody, not too many ministers are telling things. There's a lot of corrupt churches, and a lot of ministers have, you know, been put in there, I guess. And, so, hang on. Let me just back up. 33 million fallen angels? 33 million? That's quite an army. Five, we don't know how many for sure, but in Revelation 5, John's up around the throne room, and he says he sees 10,000 yeah. times 10,000 and thousands of thousands of angels. And, and there's only 24 elders and four beasts, so that's over 100 million angels. Now, we don't know in Revelation 12. That's a different time, so we don't know how many angels right. God had up there at that time that tried to overtake heaven, but one-third of them tried to overtake heaven and were cast down. So one-third right. right. was anywhere near 33 million. That is quite an army. James, thank you for that. Yikes. Quite an army. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Carrie's in New York. Welcome, Carrie. Good morning. Oh, we lost Carrie. Okay. Uh, do we have Michael in Boston, east of the Rockies? Michael, are you there? Yes, hello, Richard, the strange hey. planet man. <laughs> hey, Michael, good to talk to you. you well, uh, just real quick, we were talking earlier about the uh, cars with the uh, people being, hacking into them. Well, up here, in the, I live up in the cold northeast up in Boston. It's about 25 up here today. But uh, they, 
they, they all kinds of advertisements and thing comes in the mail. They want everyone to get a smart thermostat and get this heat pump. And I think the thing behind it is eventually if you have this smart thermostat and you turn your heat up in your house, the government's going to want to be able to control that. Now, I am conservative with the heat. You know, I try to be frugal and stuff, but say you have an older person come over your house or something and you want to turn up the heat. Well, they can turn around and like, listen to that on the computer and say, well, this guy got his thermostat uh, cranked up the heat high. They're going to want to be able to regulate that, how warm you keep your house and stuff. They want to tell you what kind of washing machine you can have and all these different things. It's just, uh, it's a, in my opinion, it's, it's a movement to uh, be able to control what, uh, the people use of the energy. No, yeah, I don't disagree with you. I don't. I don't disagree with you, Mike, Michael. I have the same concerns regarding those smart thermostats. Um, you know, they they will decide. Um, you know, especially with all of these um, renewables coming online, and I think the, the 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 grid, particularly in the Northeast, has been severely compromised. Um, you know, they're running out of gasoline in New England. Um, uh, trying to to switch over to heat pumps, I'm, I don't think heat pumps are ideal for cold, cold climates like Boston and up here in Canada. I know that's the push, electricity, but uh, you know electric uh, heat pumps. Uh, I am just concerned about the strain on what is already a compromised power grid. And uh, I agree with you. I think uh, you know we're gonna have we're gonna have uh, you know rolling uh, blackouts. In many parts of the country, if we continue down this path and uh, smart thermostats, that's going to give somebody the power, like the kill switch. They're talking about a new uh, automobile starting in, is it 2026? Uh, it's basically, yeah, it's, a, it's a kill switch um, for, your, um, for your power in your house. I agree with you. That is a concern. All right. Let's see. Uh, do we have Richard in San Diego? Thank Is that Richard? Richard? Hey, Richard, welcome to Coast. Yeah, you had a caller talking about how the media manipulates us. And I wanted to point out, it doesn't happen lately, but for decades in the past, if something was happening behind the public's back, the government would use these major magazines' bold print headlines to document things. For example, uh, you can find that the man getting John Lennon's autograph did we lose oh we lost richard not sure what happened there all right the use of bold print for subliminal emphasis well it's not subliminal if it's bold they're saying hey look at this uh that's not what i would call subliminal messaging i mean that exists advertisers use it no question uh let's see we don't have carrie in new york is that correct Oh, we do have Carrie in New York. Okay, there she is. Carrie, welcome to Coast. Hi. Good morning. Hi there. Yes, thank you. Good morning. Uh, I'm enjoying your show today. Thank you. Um, yes, I'm calling because I share the concerns of a lot of the other callers about AI. And one of my main concerns is this uh, technology of uh, where they're connecting people's brains to like brain-computer interfaces. The Neuralink, and, Elon Musk, yeah. Well, that's one example, but there are others. And also, even more specifically, um, where they want to connect people's brains so that they can communicate with each other, like thought reading, mind reading, 
or it's synthetic telepathy is another name they use for it. And that's that's a real concern because I know that's already already exists. You know, there's much information online about that. Um, I know a lot of universities are doing research on this. And my 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 concern also is that it's being done without people's consent. You know, their knowledge or consent. They're reading people's brain waves to tap into their thoughts. So I'm just wondering. What yeah. How do you how do you suppose they would do that? Do you have any idea what the technology? I mean, I I hear I receive emails probably. Once a month from people who believe that they are uh, victims of, you know, um, electronic torture and mind control, that they are what they call targeted individuals. They talk about how their thoughts are being read. Um, what, is, what do you suppose the technology is behind that? Any idea? Well, it's all over the Internet. I mean, there are many videos on it and articles. I mean, you even go to the university websites and they talk about like the experimentation they're doing. I mean, it's it's all out there. It's not just like conspiracy theory. They themselves are like very um, glad to share that, you know, with the public that they're working on this. But I mean, one of the one of the ways that, excuse me, one of the ways that they they achieve it is by this different. Um, I forget what they are different uh, uh, tech equipment that so they can use just to read brain waves, and that's just the beginning to get an idea of what what people are thinking. Right, right. Well, I know voice-to-skull technology has been around for probably 50 years. Uh, I've seen the patent for it, I think, 19, early 1970s. So voice-to-skull technology is certainly um, with us. And, I mean, who knows uh, how that has been advanced in, in the last half century. I, can, I, I shudder to think. Um, but, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they're, yeah. they're either working on it or, or are able to, uh, basically translate brain waves into, um, thoughts. I, I don't know exactly what would be involved, but yeah, somebody at MIT, I'm sure text. is working on it. Yeah. They can translate it to text. You know, it's supposed to be like a future wave that people can communicate even across the continents. You don't need to be, you know, <laughs> Because it's all it would be you know by uh, computer like internet basically, but it's just yeah, overall yeah. these dane to computer interface you know like connecting human beings to computers so it's like the transhumanistic. Oh, I just I was not made for this time. I I um, I fear Carrie. Thank you for your call. Thank you all for your calls. Um, that's a song by Brian Wilson. I think I just wasn't made for this for the for this time. Again, I just. Leave me with my vinyl records and my old transistor radio. For George Norrie, George Knapp, Lisa Lyons, Stephanie Smith, Tom Danheiser, Donna Walker, Dan Galanti, Chris Burroughs, and Jeremy Wells. Welcome, Jeremy. I'm Richard Serrett. Thank you for your ears and your voices, your beautiful voices. Until tonight, so long for now.